Dear staff members of Mingpao, on January the 22nd, the Legislative Council debated the Honourable Ellen Leung's motion on safeguarding editorial independence and autonomy. I still remember that your representatives arrived at the Lechko complex early in the morning, handing out blue ribbons to me and my colleagues, and calling upon us to uphold freedom of press. Together with 16 pan-democratic lawmakers, we observed a minute of silence over Mingpao's abrupt decision to replace Chief Editor Kevin Lau. While the motion was eventually passed, the battle did not end there. The issue now concerns not only the change of personnel or editorial principles of a newspaper, but the future of freedom of Hong Kong. The Mingpao incident. Has made me reflect harder than ever on the core values that we have so easily taken for granted. The personnel change at Mingpao is only one of the latest incidents showing the government's growing intolerance of criticism. Last September, the chief editor of the Hong Kong Economic Journal wrote an article criticizing TVB for its one-sided reporting of Chief Executive Leung Chenying's community meeting. Subsequently, the journal's deputy chief editor Yun Yuqing and three other staff members resigned. Two months later, Li Weiling, the outspoken presenter of Commercial Radio Hong Kong, an anathema to the government, was moved from the morning talk show. Recently, the Leung administration was reported to have put pressure upon major consumer banks to withhold advertising from newspapers that are critical of the government. The pressure for self-censorship, I believe, will only mount in the future. Some argue that personal change is the internal affair of the newspaper; it has nothing to do with freedom of the press. I cannot agree with them, because newspaper is a public instrument. The degree of autonomy journalists and editors enjoy is a measure of the degree of freedom of the press. Moreover. The way in which Meng Pao's management handled the personal change and the choice of candidate, a person from Malaysia, to replace Kevin Lau, led many to question whether the newspaper will be able to maintain its long-held editorial principles. I'm sure you all know very well the importance of a free press to the development of an open civil society, commonly referred to as the fourth estate. The press plays a crucial role in facilitating community discourse on public issues, increasing the transparency of government operation, and uncovering malpractice. In Western democracies, the press has a long tradition of disclosing the government's abuse of power. The most famous examples of which include the Watergate scandal and, more recently, the U.S. global surveillance program. On the other hand, freedom of press is more important in Hong Kong today than ever, when there has been growing abuse of power by government officials, and when our domestic affairs have been subject to external interference. On the other hand, freedom of the press is inseparable from other forms of freedom, including freedom of speech, assembly, and academic freedom. Each of them reinforces the other, and cannot stand alone. Erosion of one will undermine the others. In fact, although freedom of the press is guaranteed by Article Twenty Seven of the Basic Law, editorial autonomy has been under threat.
According to Reporters Without Borders, Hong Kong was ranked the 18th in the world in press freedom in 2002. Last year, it was ranked 58th. This is an alarming signal. I came to understand the importance of a free media from my own experience. In 2007, I learned that a senior government official had put pressure upon President of the Hong Kong Institute of Education, Professor Paul Morris, to sack me and three other scholars, who had openly criticized the government's education reform. The issue could have simply faded away. It was through the media that this blatant interference with the academic freedom and autonomy of a higher education institution gained wide public attention. Eventually, the government was obliged to establish a judicial commission to investigate into the instance. For a long time, Ming Pao has represented the highest standard of reporting about domestic as well as China's affairs. It was through Ming Pao that we learned more about the burgeoning civil rights movements in China and violations of human rights by the government. Given its credibility, many schools and students become its subscribers. With the introduction of the new senior secondary curriculum, liberal studies became a core subject. The curriculum is marked by its relevance to current affairs and its emphasis on developing students' research and analytic skills. Ming Pao therefore became the treasure trove for both students and teachers. If Ming Pao cannot maintain its editorial principles, it will be a great loss for our students and teachers. Our liberty, Thomas Jefferson said, cannot be guarded. But by the freedom of the press, nor that be limited without losing it. The alarm was sounded long ago, and has been getting louder and louder. Yet we still in the dream world, unwilling to wake up to the reality. It is our complacency and indifference, rather than the government, that poses the greatest threat to the future of freedom in Hong Kong. To safeguard editorial independence requires the commitment of not just a few scores of journalists and lawmakers, but the people of Hong Kong. Ming Pao's history is marked by many ups and downs. The recent incident will not be the last time when the newspaper suffers a major setback in credibility. Having been a devoted reader of the newspaper, I hope it will. As it always did in the past, overcome the setback and continue to represent excellence in reporting. At the beginning of the new year of horse, best wishes to Ming Pao and all the people in Hong Kong.